Hey, this is Vijay V and welcome to Tech Comedy Live. I've got two esteemed guests because today we're talking about wellness, wellness of the mind. A journey, a painful journey that I went through to really, really understand what is going on around me because I was filled with resentment and hatred about the world because I felt like I was going in another direction because I had a set plan. Somewhere I wanted to be in the future and where I was becoming was not matching up to what I wanted to be. But that's exactly the problem. I was assigning myself an identity that I thought I needed to be, that I told myself I needed to be, told by society, through indoctrination, through education, you name it. For me, I learned all about awareness. Who am I really? What should I be doing? Where should I be going? Let myself go. And one of the most painful transition was letting go of the idea of who I was supposed to be and just become the person I needed to be, the person that I was naturally needed to be. I don't know who that person is. It's a journey that's still ongoing, but it's an amazing journey because it's taking me through a natural flow of energy. I'm simply riding that wave. It's taking me through a journey of serendipity in the sense I'm discovering something about myself and it's pleasantly surprising me. I didn't know I could do stand-up comedy. I didn't know I could do art. I didn't know I could do a podcast. I didn't know I could work on fitness and nutrition. I didn't know that I could make friends in different parts of the world in different subjects. It wasn't just what society said. It's happening naturally and I'm excited to see where my life goes and that's the whole point. The excitement is not knowing but whatever happens is going to be amazing and we're going to learn about that today with two esteemed guests who will teach us about what we can do to uncover that, to uncover your real you, the real you that you need to be by letting go. It's counterintuitive, isn't it? To be the person you need to be, you need to let go of the person you think you need to be. That's what we're going to learn today. And today we've got two amazing people. We've got Neledi King and we've got Deepak Chopra. Is that correct? Did I get your surname right? No, no, What's not Chopra. <laughs> uh, Deepak John. Deepak John, of course, it's Deepak John. Deepak Chopra wasn't available, so we went for the next best thing. We've got Deepak John, okay, he's available. And uh, Deepak Chopra said, sorry, I'm not going to talk to you, I'm too famous. Okay, whatever. So we've got Naledi <laughs> King with us and Deepak John. So let me start and introduce Naledi King to all of you. And Naledi, you will uh, take the reins. Okay, let's start with that. Naledi King is a passionate about living uh, self-grounded, uh, joyful, and free. Uh, I've spoken to her a few times. I always felt freedom when I speak to Naledi. In fact, I remember, there's an interesting vibe. Every time I saw, every time I see Naledi with her uh, face on video, I immediately open up and my comedy improves. I noticed that. My comedy gets a little better because I just felt like just freer to just be myself. And that's exactly what she's about. So she's here to expand and express and explore as an author, singer, songwriter, poet, fashionista, teacher, healer, brand sculptor, and all-round creator. She's sharing a gift of transformation and beauty with the world. Nelly King, take it away. Hi, hi, hi. How are you, brothers? I'm so excited to be here today. Um, it's been 
not so long since we've met, but look at what we are creating together. And so for me, I'm very excited. My name is Naledi King, as Vijay has mentioned, um, AKA NK. Um, I'm a royal star. I know it sounds like, oh, so pompous, but it's like I didn't name myself. My grandmother named me Nganyes Ngosi, which means star king. And being a Leo, being an Aries moon, those who are into astrology understand that there's different elements. And so I have a lot of fire. And as you know, fire is light and light is information. So I can't help it, but just be that star, that royal star that is here to lead myself and to lead others towards their own light, um, so to speak. So for me, I'm delighted to be here and thank you to the universe for bringing us together um, as we do this amazing workout here, sharing our gifts and knowledge and our stories that, um, you know, other people can relate to. I know that for sure, as we have been going through a lot of transformation, especially since 2020. So my, uh, I primarily work with people in terms of creating structure and um, building brands because whether you like it or not, even pick and pay the no name brand, it's no name, but it's, 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 it's a brand, you know? So for me, it's about who are you as VJ has been sharing his own journey of discovery as you listen to that word discover which means there's a covering and we are opening up to our authentic selves by removing the conditioning and the layers of lies that we have internalized and allowed for us to be people that were not um, so for me wellness is about uncovering not necessarily looking for yourself it's more about discovering as you can hear which means it's always been there it's just a matter of connection so for me wellness is about connection connection to what connection to the self and to what you are born to be on this planet so thank you so much for the time and space to share my wisdom and uh, experiences with everyone thank you oh i love that lady it's about discovery isn't it it's about discovering you don't yes. know who you really are until you discover, mm -hmm. you'll be pleasantly surprised yes. when you do. Instead of trying to be someone you think you need to be. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Naledi. And Deepak John. Okay, now I've been going to Deepak for his quantum resonance treatment and he's been touching my feet uh, and telling me, <laughs> hey, you know what, I think you need to eat more veggies. Okay, you know, he's that guy, right? And seriously, he's been like going through a process of homeo homeopathy and one of the things he told me told me was, why don't you like just stop eating dairy, um, stop drinking milk, cow's milk that is, and try a different diet. And back in my mind, I know it was something that was causing my issues. I would have allergies. I would have a phlegm in my lungs and I was having cat allergies. Why, why are, you know, animals causing issues? As soon as I started taking that journey of nutrition and uh, taking care of myself, in terms of what I'm eating, I don't have those allergies at all. I have none of the phlegm issues. My cat is my cat. He's being awesome. You know, that's been amazing. And that is a holistic approach to just understand yourself, just eat the right stuff, how to exercise, meditate. And then you realize that most of the things 
just happen because you just need to take care of yourself without having to go and take extreme medication that are expensive and of course have extreme side effects so deepak tell me who is <laughs> deepak john viji thank you so much for the intro and uh thank you for allowing us to be on your podcast to talk about wellness so deepak is still uh discovering what he's really good at but there's some things that i've helped viji on which i would like to share with uh with you guys and the rest of the world so it was actually quite simple viji came to me about a year ago i think and we did a quantum resonance assessment on him so that basically measures your electromagnetic levels throughout the body and we immediately picked up that he was uh, lactose intolerant and viji mentioned he had like a lot of phlegm that he was suffering with so i said well maybe cut out the lactose let's see uh, cuz lactose does have a tendency to create a lot of phlegm you already noticed the difference um and then i made uh, a homeopathy remedy for viji just to clear out any any residual phlegm um and he took that so that's why he's feeling so much better uh just a disclaimer i didn't touch viji's feet um in any awkward or uh i would demonstrate it get it like this what do you feel tell me what is going on with you are you okay am i like your cat can i replace your cat I'm like no i can't replace my cat <laughs> hands over my feet deep you know and that's that's how i met deep that's not at all that wasn't what happened <laughs> so anyway i also practice some reflexology uh reflexology and viji agreed to to have a session of reflexology and i didn't touch his feet like that <laughs> but yes he did um have um quite a good reflexology session i think viji i think you almost fell asleep as well mm. during it the was, session it was it was really so good it was it very was, soothing it was informative yes mm. so basically in a nutshell uh i've studied a number of um healing tools or or modalities uh quantum resonance being one of them homeopathy reflexology and radionics and i have practiced a lot of yoga and i have done a lot of meditation so these have all helped me with becoming myself and uh discovering myself <laughs> or removing the issues so i can find what was covered uh so i have stepped away from corporate uh i think naledi you have as well and so has viji we've all stepped away from corporate to follow our passions and that's why we're here yes we have stepped away from corporate absolutely in fact i'm not sure what was the real key or i would say the what pushed you over the edge in terms of okay enough of corporate and into the real world for me it was sitting in this meeting and this manager was sitting somewhere else telling me okay vj when you have a problem okay you're the expert but when you have a problem <laughs> you've got to ask okay so when i did have a problem i would ask okay and then when i ask is it hey you're the expert you shouldn't be asking things okay so that that was my interaction in the in the meetings with these people it's like what so either i can't ask and if i do ask i get blamed for asking so like what kind of world is this so i mean i would like get dizzy just walking to the office and i said okay maybe 
my intuition and my spirit is telling me, I think my, my energy can be better used elsewhere. Like I can discover something about myself. And thank God I did because I was in no position to change. But I just took the leap and did it anyway because I just had to. It was one of those things. It's like, okay, time for the change. Now, lady, what about you? What made you go, okay, it's time to become the soul sister? Well, I, I think for me it was finding myself in 2013 suddenly a mom of six um, after my sister had uh, suddenly passed away from a little bit like an like a drowning because she she was allergic to ponds and she didn't realize she had she was eating uh, pastry with ponds so that's how she passed away within eight days because it took too long to get to the hospital and she was a single mom of four who was struggling to keep up that whole uh, single motherhood so my ex-husband and I were uh, assisting as as you know we we could um, afford to do that, but when she dies suddenly and they move in, in now that was was something that um, you know uh, created an awakening for me. Um, but pretty much since my twenties, I knew I didn't want to go to university for for some reason. I just knew I had I I, I could get to matric, and luckily my dad didn't put pressure on me, even though he was very educated and stuff. Um, so I decided to do two years of Bible school. And after that, I was thinking, so what am I supposed to do? And I decided to just do hair and makeup. So I, I just went straight into entrepreneurship. I found a job that lasted a month, <laughs> corporate job. Um, so I was, I was okay, good at it uh, for a small um, computer um, company. She hired me, but I couldn't do it because I just I just couldn't do the, the system. So for me, I've always been an entrepreneur since I was 12. I was braiding hair. So that's what I moved into. I started my company, Braiding for Africa. And that's what I did until I got married. My husband decided um, I should be a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to fight that. <laughs> you know, but I didn't realize that um, at the same time, I needed to keep up myself in terms of my creativity and not just focus on motherhood or just being a stay-at-home mom. Not that just being, because it's the biggest job in the world, if you ask me. So I'm not downing that, but for an, an energy like mine, I've known since a very young age that I'm supposed to work with the world. So it's like I couldn't just be a stay-at-home mom, I, I have to interact with people with my healing gift. So the marriage was my biggest training ground because at the end of the day, you cannot really be a, a healer or a guide if you've just had this perfect life with the money traveling and everything, but you've never really fought for anything or struggled with depression or, or anything. It's it basically healers are guides that guide you in terms of what they have overcome and give you a kind of a map to try because normally the laws of the universe work like very predictably in a sense. So if you really feed and heal yourself and maintain your inner world, you will basically seem like you are flowing through life. So 
For me, that's where I learned how to manage the stress of raising six boys. Um, also while trying to birth my own self, which was happening at the same time because it's the squeezing and the pressure that actually creates you as a diamond. And I heard this said once where the lead is basically like the pencil. The pencil is lead that hasn't been through pressure, but the diamond is lead that has been through pressure. Yeah, I like the analogy of lead to diamond, basically carbon to diamond. It's the pressure and the discomfort that actually forces you. In fact, it was the discomfort that got me out of that that stupid zone that I was in and actually say, you know what? I have no choice. This discomfort is telling me you need to go there, go find out and discover, right? And what about you, Deepak? What got you over the edge? So like that lady, I went over the edge, um, so to speak, quite a long time ago. So I was working in corporate. I was working at Old Mutual. Uh, I was living in Cape Town, having a very nice lifestyle. And I got tired of crunching Excel. Like I was just basically sitting behind a computer, crunching Excel spreadsheets and models and working for a big insurance company. And I felt like there needed to be more to life. Um, even though my job was really good and I really enjoyed the people I worked with, I, I felt I needed to do more. So around that time, 2010, there was a lot of talk about climate change and global warming and uh, carbon emissions and all of that. And there was a documentary. I don't know if you guys remember it's by um, Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. It was like, I think, called Inconvenient Truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and Al Gore. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Al Gore was like the main host. And I got really convinced that this was a serious major issue. And I felt it that I had to do something about <laughs> this climate change. So um, just by chance, there was another friend of mine who was also interested in doing something. And we started a renewable energy business back in 2010 and I left my insurance business and yeah, I started the started a renewable energy business with a friend and slowly grew that into quite a big solar business. But along the way, I think around 2018 or around there, I sort of started coming to the realization that this solar stuff that we're building doesn't actually reduce carbon emissions uh, at all. Because if you take into, a, into account, they have to mine the silicone, they have to process it and remove it from all its impurities, then they have to transport it mm. to the place where they're going to manufacture, they have to get all the other parts and metals to make the actual solar panel. And then you've got hundreds of other components, inverters and mounting structure and cables and switch gear and routers. And there's so much stuff that goes into building a solar plant that the solar plant needs to actually work perfectly for 20 years just to hit net zero on carbon emissions. So, you know, I slowly pieced this together over the years because, you know, we, our company was building a lot of solar plants 
and I was maintaining them and I could see <laughs> what, what they were actually doing. So around that time, my heart just was not in this business anymore, even though it was a business I founded and I wasn't enjoying the work. Like I just stopped enjoying the work because it's, it felt like a scam to me. I didn't do the business to start money. I did it to try and be part of the solution to save the world. And then when I realized it wasn't actually doing that, I lost complete um, focus. And yeah, I had I had little, very little interest in it. So that's when I started looking for what else should I do. And I started doing a bit more yoga. <laughs> I started doing a lot more meditation. And I slowly started looking after my health better. So I started eating a bit better. And the idea just slowly grew into maybe I should do this um, healing work and set up some sort of healing retreat. I was thinking of initially starting a retreat that just taught yoga and gave healthy food and clean water. And I was convinced that could, you know, cure and treat most ailments. Uh, then I saw a video about the, the quantum resonance machine. So when I saw that video, I had to find the machine. And, you know, about six months later, I managed to get my hands on one. And yeah, then I left the solar business uh, not too long thereafter. And I started my practice, Indigo Jedi, where we look at you holistically and, um, try to get you back in alignment physically, mentally, and emotionally. That's an amazing journey. All of you, including myself, I think we can all be proud of who we are becoming as we discover who we need to be. And on that note, let's begin that meditation. You may start, Deepak. Yes, thank you so much, Viji. So I'm going to do a meditation uh, technique that I call conscious connected breathing. So I'm going to talk you through it. Um, so first, sit up straight. I see both of you guys are sitting up straight. Keep your legs uncrossed. And we are going to try and breathe in and then breathe out without having any pauses at the top or the bottom. Okay, so I'm going to sort of guide the breathing in and out um, just by watching my hands. So just remember no pauses at the top or the, or the bottom. Try keep it as flowing as possible. Okay, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Continue like this, breathing in, breathe out. Continue like this, at this speed. Now I want to add one other layer as you're breathing in, breathe out. Now when you breathe in, say I inside your head, 
You don't have to say it out loud. Breathe out, am. Breathe in, here. Breathe out, now. I am here now. So let's start that again. Breathe in, I. Breathe out, am. Breathe in, here. And continue like this for a few more breaths. Okay, guys, you can finish on your last out breath with a now. Viji, you done? I'm definitely here. So that's a very simple technique. It's very, very powerful. It's called uh, conscious connected breathing. And the trick is to have your in-breath and out-breath of the same length and have no pauses at the top. So just like the waves of an ocean, you can't really tell where one wave, you know, the waves land on the ocean and go back and the next wave almost starts immediately. It's like a flowing nature. So there's no pauses and that creates a very natural cycle. The best is to do this for 15 minutes. Um, we obviously only did it for a very short time, but I just wanted to demonstrate the technique. But doing it for 15 minutes... Um, at least once daily, within a few weeks, you will immediately notice much more clarity and awareness of uh, within. And it's a very simple technique, but very, very powerful. And breath is a connector because yes. actually without breath, it's over. So it's actually one of the main tools. We'll be talking about this later, but yes. One yes. of the main tools that requires no money or no other person. And yeah, and breath is really incorrect. Well, you can only breathe, you can only breathe in the present. You can't breathe in the past. You can't breathe in the future. So just by breathing and connecting with the breath, you immediately become present. And that's what I think everything is about, is to be present yes. in the moment, be present in your body. Be present mm -hmm. in your mind and be present in your emotions. So you are feeling and listening and hearing. And, and I think that's really what being present is. Too much mm -hmm. of the time we spend thinking about the past or the future, you know, stressing about future things. And you're mm -hmm. not here. You're not now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the trauma as well. It creates a fight, flight, freeze kind of response of the nervous system and so to you can't um 
breathe and be present and still have the ruminating thoughts. Yes. So it, that's why it's a very powerful present, as you say, presence um, technique, because it's it's something that keeps bringing you home. It again back to the connection and awareness, and then once you're aware with, with the breath, it really grounds you back into self, back into being. And when you add the words and affirmations, it, it's another layer of help. Yes. So I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. That's amazing. So guys, now that Deepak has relaxed me way too much. You know, Are you going to sleep, Fiji? I'm going to go sleep now because it's like, oh my God, like I'm so centered. I should find the center of my bed. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that was an amazing session. Thank you so much, Deepak. And I hope... Aren't you sharing your bed with, with your wife? Yes. So she's, in, well, actually, the center of my bed is actually my cat. So it just, it just depends on, on the night. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> in fact, right now he's probably there waiting for me. Like, where were you? You know? So anyway, so talking about wellness, okay. Very often wellness in, in the mainstream, it's often referred to eating certain foods or meditation, taking the right medication, perhaps or taking breaks, going on holiday, disconnecting. But I feel like they're just trying to calm you down so you can keep doing the bad things, you know? Keep calm so that you can keep doing your bad job. Keep at your abusive um, world that you're in. What is wellness that you define it as? I mean, what is it that you bring to the world that wellness should be and how people should approach? So for me, I, I will say when I was sitting with this um, thought, what is wellness? For me, it's connection because the, the, the lack of wellness or the lack of ease, which is dis-ease, comes from misalignment. Misalignment to what? To, to the connection you have with yourself or should have even though I don't like the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. But basically, if you are aligned in spirit, thought, emotion, action, word, and you are speaking and resonating and allowing the wholeness to happen to you, that's what I feel is wellness. Because when you feel well, you feel aligned. You feel at home. You, don't, you feel ease. You feel calm, you feel groundedness, you feel even if you're going through challenges, you actually also understand that the challenge is there to again bring forth your light and to birth something in you that you have maybe not connected to. So for me, even the the difficult people in, in my life were actually the one of the best connectors. Because when you go through trauma, one of the fight, flight, freeze can show up in dissociation where you're not actually feeling safe in your body. So you escape through thought, you escape by numbing out with alcohol or whatever. So for me, um, wellness is alignment, is connection to yourself, which is the higher self as well, all aspects of yourself, even the parts of you that you are not really happy about. They need the light. They actually need you to love. So by 
um, accommodating the whole spectrum of yourself as a human being from the rage to the anger to the all of it to the good feelings as well you have to be um, able to embrace those parts of you and so for me wellness is looking at those parts of you that you are dissociated from through even past lives where there was a trauma and a kind of cutting and disconnection that that happens to you that you then don't really know how to connect to that part of yourself so you create people and circumstances outside yourself that are painful enough to help make you look at that part of yourself and connect to it so it's really for me all of it like even the pain is actually your guide back home to self if you allow it like they say it either kills you or makes you stronger and that's a choice you know so for me that's wellness hmm. deepak what's wellness other than touching people's feet so for me it's very similar to what naledi did and i and i maybe i discovered it in a different journey but i see that you know this body that we are allowed to have is actually three bodies it's actually three bodies in one it's your physical body your mental body and your emotional body and those three bodies ideally need to be in alignment for you to be truly well um and that i think is is what our purpose on earth is to to be you know you come to earth so you can align those three bodies and be in perfect harmony do what you are meant to do and enjoy success and abundance and you know you can see that the people who have aligned their three bodies are the ones who are the most successful on earth you can just think of any successful person like let me pick um, a famous soccer player like david beckham but this applies to any successful person so david beckham probably from a very young age he loved soccer so he was playing soccer and kicking a ball all the time so his physical body was going in a certain direction then his mind his mental body he was thinking about soccer probably all the time he was thinking about soccer and football and tactics and how to do things better and his mind was in in alignment with his physical body and the third body his emotions he probably loved doing what he was doing he was passionate and he enjoyed it and his emotional body was like singing for joy basically every time he was on the football pitch so his three bodies were moving in alignment in the same direction and everything just happened brilliantly for him so to me that's the ultimate wellness is to get your three bodies in alignment and once they are in alignment the world is truly your oyster because you will uncover your true and unlimited potential um any successful person on the planet has done this either knowingly or unknowingly they've managed to get their three bodies in alignment there is no there's no <laughs> successful person who's not done that it's just mm. not in existence i like that those three aspects and i think those three aspects is what we're going to talk about today 
right? Yes. So you've got the physical, mental, just to be clear, physical, mental, and? Emotional. Where does spiritual fit in? So I guess to me, the spirit is is your true essence, and that sits just above your emotional body. And that's your closest connection to source or to God or whatever you want to call the creator. And, and I feel that's the part that kind of doesn't get touched by the trauma. Correct. It is, it's like the, the impenetrable part or the part of you that is forever well, even if your body is sick and you're about to die, whatever is happening, your higher self, I feel that's the connection that we have that keeps bringing us home, no matter how much off-center we become. With our other three bodies, correct. Let's go through that. Okay, so we have the three fundamentals and we can even touch on the spirit. Okay, let's, let's go through it. Let's start with the physical. If you are going through trauma, and if you're not aware, that's actually the worst part is when you're going through trauma and you're not aware that you're going through trauma and you're just living through life with anger and resentment, hating the world, what have you. But then you carry on doing it because you think that's what you have to do. How do we help or how do we use the tool to understand that you are in that physical and mental self? Like, How do you tell yourself and understand, hey, guess what? You are drowning, you're not aware, but you are drowning. What can anyone or what can one do to help you with that identification and awareness? I I feel there are many paths to the awakening of a human being. And unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, it normally comes through pain because of um, how the narcissistic or trauma uh, program behaves. It's, it really cuts you off from, from your wisdom and knowing what steps to take. So f- for me, it's the awareness, really. And the awareness comes, like I'm saying, with, the, with a lot of pain and most times. And with circumstances that happen to you or maybe your partner uh, or through a breakup or death or it's normally not normally coming through a very easy way, especially if your traumas have been very intense. It creates a, a, a disconnection and a dissociation to the pain and a numbing out of you feeling the pain. So you, you are numbed out to the things that are are needing alignment. So you are able to numb out and ignore until it gets so big that you get woken up by a circumstance or something happening to you. And Deepak, what form of awareness can you share that helps people understand that the pain that they're having is what they need to do to realign? Sure. That's a difficult one for me. I mean, for me, I can only speak from my own personal experience and... I just didn't enjoy and my heart was not in it. And I think if you can listen to your heart, which is something we don't really do, but we should really try and listen to our hearts. What do our hearts, and our heart will never really guide us in the wrong direction. It's always, um, you know, it's a true, true guiding star. 
So meditation for me is is really good and and yoga is really good because it aligns you and allows you to spend more time with yourself and listening to your body and most importantly listening to your heart and i think that's where uh, at least for me that's where awareness started to come from that i realized that i was not enjoying what i was doing and then you start thinking about what are the next steps so yes but it's interesting how the awakening though comes from the dissatisfaction first before you look for the tools and to see how you can remedy that correct so, the pain the pain is the guide you're right the pain is like the alarm for me the pain so let's then talk about personal experiences because the only way to do this is to go through personal and the best one is my own experience of what i went through and it okay where do we start because this is emotional because this was like a hectic journey right i grew up with sri lankan parents okay because that's where i'm from sri lanka we experienced serious trauma because we escaped a war we had a civil war at that time in the 80s so my father had to leave and i remember when they bombed my grandfather's business mm-hmm. like they were really take, getting rid of everything it was ethnic war basically right so we had to escape we couldn't live there anymore we had to let go of things that we loved and built and then we left and then we moved to zambia so you actually fled i didn't realize this abj i've known you a long time i didn't realize you were a young kid and left sri lanka while this war was actually happening yeah i was in kindergarten where i was a child being amazed by helicopters going hey teacher look helicopter yay and that helicopter was actually flying towards us with a gunship and it was actually opening mm-hmm. fire mm. Yeah, that is that is very traumatic. So imagine we had to all run in mm. and uh, I, I was shook yeah. up, right? So that's when my dad actually heard the story and it's like, okay, I can't work here. We need to move because they even uh, bombed my grandfather's uh, business. He owned a movie complex, right? And wow. and he showed me a picture. That's how I knew. So when we moved to Zambia, we lived there for 3 years trying to find our feet and I remember I think I moved to schools 12 times because we just couldn't keep our feet anyway. You know, we were going from city to city 12 times it was changed. Then we moved again because Zambia was also not quite working out. Then then we got to South Africa so we moved again. So we never settled. We were in a in a in a trauma situation, I should say, because that's what I've learned now. We were in a trauma situation of being in constant survival. We had to survive. Do everything to survive. So my father and everyone basically taught us that you got to do everything to survive you can't be doing things and i remember a story when i was a kid this was also during the war but before <clears throat> the real stuff happened when we went to i think either it was a zoo or somewhere and i saw dolphins and whales or something all right and there was a white guy there a european guy who was on holiday scrubbing the and and cleaning up the the dolphins right and i asked hey that's a nice job who, who does that my father says we don't have that job white people have that job we become doctors and engineers because we need to you know live our lives we don't do that kind of stuff so it's that kind of survival mentality that came through that we got to just survive you can't be having fun uh, we can't be doing things trauma 
of that experience. In fact, I can tell you what's happening now is that because of that trauma, I met other people who matched my trauma. So I started meeting people who also spoke like my parents, who also treated me uh, different uh, that way. So I started meeting friends who were just using you for you rather than, and I always felt like everyone is just meeting me because they need my stuff. They don't want to meet me for me. And if I stood up and I was, I was afraid, like if I don't give them what they want, they will walk away, you know. I've got to be, then I started becoming a traumatic people pleaser, right? I had to do everything possible to make sure that they're happy so that I will survive. So the jobs were abusive. Friendship was like that. Uh, jobs after jobs was like that. That's why I started hating everything. It's like, why does no one? So I started having a mistrust issue. Started issue where mm-hmm. I just didn't trust anybody. So that if I said anything that I wanted, I knew they would walk away. So I basically ended up trusting no one. So as a result, yeah. when I got into the relationship, when I first met my wife, I wouldn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Even though she was like my girlfriend at that time, I just wouldn't trust anybody. I've got to keep yeah. a leash. I've got to make sure she's there. I've got to make sure this is fine. I can't let them escape. Blah, blah, blah. You know. And I would remember my friends being the same mm-hmm. way because I, I found out later on, I would speak to my own family quite badly sometimes mm-hmm. because I found out that's how they spoke to me. I learned it. Because that's mm-hmm. your lessons and you think that's how, how it's normal in corporate world and friends. I started speaking to them the same way. Mm-hmm. I had to go through. It in- comes a Yes, I had to go through intense awareness and, and a therapy, therapy as well. Talking to friends and say, what is going on? It's because you are with people who talk like this. You think that's normal. You absorb the trauma and now you are uh, reflecting the trauma back onto your kids. Because they can, um, my wife even told me once, this is when my kids were much younger, that they were actually afraid of me. Why are my kids afraid of me? You know, because they see my family and my friends, how strict they were in terms of survival. I am teaching them about survival. And I realize we don't have to survive. We are thriving. We're doing well. But the mindset still remained. Do you know, mindset still remained. And it took a lot of time. I think it was the last two years of real growth. The pain the pain that you're talking about was actually realizing that I could lose my family if I don't get my act together. You know, these are wonderful people. I mean, these human beings, are the, I'm talking about my wife and my kids, what amazing people because they taught me about love and, and generosity. And I started saying, wait a minute, this is a different thing. I should preserve this and not worry about, you know, survival. What are we surviving for? We're doing okay. So I had to slowly, slowly disconnect and discover what is happening with me? And then the more pain happened when I started to discover my true me. Like, okay, this is the real me. You know, the sovereign self that you call uh, mm-hmm. a lady. Sovereign self. Mm-hmm. Everybody started disconnecting immediately because I was no longer yes. useful to them. And it's really hurt. It's like, they didn't understand. Why, why did they walk away? Then I started to really feel painful. Like, why did they walk away? Don't they, don't they care? Don't they want to understand? No. They just, without drop of a pin, you know, boom, gone. And I got lonely. It's like, okay, whoa, who is this new me? Because I used to be this other me for nearly 30 years of my life, 30 plus years. And this new me is now completely unknown. Uh, very scary. And that's why it's very important to actually share share that because a lot of um, the toxic uh, spirituality it, it makes you think that the awakening is meditation and incense and nice people. No, it's actually the other way around. 
that comes after the cleansing and completing the toxic cycles and making sense of why you were in that environment within and the people you are attracting. So that's what I feel creates them. What do you call it? Like the, the running away from the things that are good for you because you know, it's kind of like a, when you thought, because the disconnection creates a kind of putting your heart, ice around your heart to protect it. And so once you start healing through the fire of transformation, it starts melting you and softening you up, which means before you can enjoy your wholeness, what you are, you are doing is now um, allowing your heart to, to be real which means you have to then feel the pain that you were numbing out. Uh, so that's what people are actually running away from. They intuitively know that it's, it's, it might be a little bit rough. So like the, the dark night of the soul is really part of the awakening because the awakening has a lot to do with grief. And as we know, with grief, you also start with the the dissociation, the cognitive dissonance, the denial, the lying to yourself, because we are trying to run away from feeling. It's the emotional body. A lot of people are stuck because they, they just are so petrified with even the thought of allowing themselves to feel, but there's no healing then or, or realignment without you taking stock of why it happened when it happened it sometimes you don't need to go that deep um all at once however if you're not willing to fa face and feel the pain it, no one can actually guide you back to connection that's that's the thing this path really requires courage too because courage is feeling the fear but doing it anyway knowing that this medicine will be painful but on the other side of the pain is a whole, whole me. It's worth it. I will say it's not easy. And it's a good thing to let people know that it's, it's not easy, but it's easy if you have the tools and the support. And that's why I feel we have even created this podcast because we are here to say it's really possible and it's easier than if you're doing it by yourself. Hence the tools for your awareness so that as you're going through the pain, you have things like TRE, you have meditation, you have um, herbs that help with the pain, you have baths. So you can do it. The only thing is you have to know that you have to allow the opening up and trusting again is very painful. Perhaps you can tell us about that tool. I think that's a tool that you've developed. Tell us more about that. How can, how could I have used it better? using my specific example. Let me see if, if this can work. Yes. So as, as you can see, can, can you see? I can see it. Yes. Okay. So what we have here on one side is the drama triangle, which was um, basically created by a psychologist called Stephen Cartman in the 1800s. Um, so this psychologist figured out that the reason why we all have relationships that um, have 
a lot of toxicity is because we are playing one of the roles here, which is the victim, the perpetrator or the persecutor, and the rescuer role, which in today's Hollywood world, it's basically the damsel in distress, distressed by the evil stepmother and wishing to be rescued by the um, the knight in shining armor. That's the the formula for, for creating drama in your life. And so through awareness, as we have been talking, as you can see the arrow over here is showing you how to transition or transform your life from the drama triangle to the empowered dynamic. The empowered dynamic was created in the last decade or two by um, uh, a guy called uh, David Emerald. And he recognized that there is a solution to move out of drama and toxicity and trauma bonds to a more healthy and beautiful life. So what he um, discovered is that you can avoid the whole drama in your life by moving into the empowered dynamic. That's what the TED stands for. It stands for the empowered dynamic. So in order to step into your empowered dynamic in all your, your relationships, you need to um, move from victim to creator. Because basically even the perpetrator and the rescuer is basically a victim just dressed in a different coat. Mm. So basically um, to move from drama to empowerment, you need to transition through awareness. As you can see that I in the, in the middle of the, um, the bridge that moves you from one reality to the next is basically at the core of it is, is, is about moving from victim to creator. And when you are a creator, what you do is you create solutions for your challenges and your problems. And through self-awareness, you are pretty much, um, you, you solve your, your problems by changing how you see a problem. Most of the time we think we're stuck because we think the problem cannot be solved. And that's because you are in victim mentality. A victim feels overwhelmed, feels stuck, feels a loss of hope, feels like they can't do anything about any situation. Yet a creator creates solutions for any challenge, knowing that it's within your DNA, the, the antidote to all your problems. And to get to that solution, it requires the tools of awareness. And how do you increase awareness? By being mm. still and knowing. By being still and connecting through breath, through TRE, through journaling, through going to Deepak um, to, to heal, through whatever that allows you to then recover or discover the parts of you that are um, pretty much covered by the, the, the trauma, the trauma which then creates a fight, flight, and freeze response, as you can see. Mm. When you are doing drama, you are in fight, flight, freeze mode, which is the stress response. But when you are in the empowered dynamic, you are in rest and digest. 
Mm. which is the healing and integration phase, which means you can't heal and integrate if you are flying around and not being still and listening and breathing and, and giving yourself time every day, whether it's five minutes in the morning, whether it's breath, whether it's journaling, you have to excavate and go within to find out what solution you have to solve the things that are keeping you stuck and um, in pain. Um, so yeah, so moving from, um, the drama to empowerment and creation is the way to go. And there's, um, so many modalities and tools that, um, play as the bridge between those two, where you move from the trauma bond to true connection, where you move from victim to create creator, where you are in charge as a self-sovereign being and um yeah creating powerful healthy dynamics and creating the new earth is what i i feel we are moving towards can you tell me more about tre exercises what is that okay so tre exercises um and also to get more information on tre you can go to www.traumaprevention.com you will get to read everything about TRE there, but just in a, in a, in a nutshell. So we have two systems in our, okay, TRE, let me start here. TRE stands for trauma or tension release exercises. So through a series of six to seven exercises of tension and stretching, you activate uh, the, the, the primitive brain, the amygdala, which, um, basically has two systems. The one system is the fight, flight, free system, and the other system is the tremor response. So all mammals have these two systems. One system, that the fight, flight, freeze, is a system that basically is looking at the environment for threat, and then the system by default chooses how to save your life, whether you run or you fight for your life or you freeze hoping that no one's the the perpetrator or the threat doesn't see you but the the issue with that is that the amygdala gets the, the stress response um triggered even if the threat is not a lion coming at you even if the threat is your parents fighting about money you can have second hand trauma by internalizing whatever you're seeing as well. Or so all mammals, if a, an impala gets chased by a lion, if it survives through its system choosing running or fighting or whatever, and it finds that, hey, it escaped, it has another day to live, it finds a, a quiet spot under a tree and it tremors and shakes it off. This is to undo or finish the circuitry of escaping within all the levels of the mammal so that it's able to go back to the water hole to drink without the fear of the lion. So you kind of, by shaking it off, you are able to start afresh, even though you know, hey, I could be eaten by the lion tomorrow. So in a sense, the shaking it off is the other system that also gets triggered. So we triggered it, it through the six to seven exercises so that whatever trauma you've experienced because the trauma gets lodged into your 
your your your cells your your cells inside your memory and in 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 the same way that you know not to put your finger in a fire and just leave it there because it creates a memory you did it as a child for the first time and you learned mm. I don't want to do this anymore because it's damaging to my body. So that's what happens with, with that. So these two systems are there to balance each other so that you can have a, a life where you go through life and trauma, but you are not stuck after getting hijacked. You can't leave the house. Now you are a recluse. It's because you have not released the trauma from a, a, a microcellular level. So Things like, for instance, tissue salts work the same way in terms of working psychosomatically. They work with the internal feelings of, of discomfort and heal you on a cellular level. So some, some of these modalities really go to the cells, breathing as well. So TRE is basically trauma release exercise. So through, through the body, we're able to release because a lot of people heal on a psychological level, but this, the trauma is still lodged in your muscles. Because when you are running, you are contracted. When you are fighting, you are contracted. When you are frozen, you are contracted. So your body has to catch up with the healing as well. And so this allows you to ground and allow your body to become safe for your spirit to live in. So that you're also very happy to be in the skin that you're in. There are people that are traumatized tend to dissociate and not be in their body because it's so painful to remember the the incidents, whether it was like with you that that intense or just small fights that they witness. Mm. It's all trauma. No matter how intense it is, it gets lodged into your cell memory and he healing and wellness is about releasing and letting go, which as you're doing these things as well, it actually does bring up the pain, but the tool allows you to also deal with the pain. For instance, with TRE, I used to have lower back pain and it allowed me to release that. I Even with insomnia, it's like it just allows your system, your nervous system to go back into uh, homeostasis. Home, home I think that's the word. English. So it's very relevant, the stuff that Naledi mentioned, because I actually uncovered my own tool or a different tool, but it was actually doing the same thing, which was to find your emotional blockages that were caused by some traumatic event that you had not released. Like you, like Naledi explained the, the Impala, right? After getting chased by a lion, it's a very traumatic event. And then afterwards, it goes, sits under a tree if it survived, and it does the shaking to release that, that, um, that energy that was probably trapped there. But I think us as humans, we aren't taught that. We're not taught that. So something traumatic will happen to you when, it was, when you were a child. So, I mean, for you, Viji, it's seeing a helicopter when you're a kid at school with a, a gun and then firing on you. I mean, that's traumatic, right? And you ran and you hid and you survived, but you didn't release that trauma. So it was stuck in you. It was sitting somewhere in you, somewhere in your body. That trauma was there. And you ended up carrying it with you for decades. I mean, it might even still be there. Um, but for me, the meditation and the yoga 
practices that I did and the journaling that I did, I did that very intensely for, for a few years. That really helped me to find my traumatic events. Um, and they usually happen when you're a child, like in the first seven years is when you're very sensitive to emotional events and you're still developing your emotions. So stuff that happens there really sticks. And it's, it's really about going inside, finding that moment that created that traumatic event and releasing it. And for me, releasing it was just accepting it and, you know, not having a, an emotion attached to it, but let that emotion just flood through me and just get it out. And it sounds very similar to what Naledi explained that TRE is, but I guess I found a different route. And like Naledi said, there are so many tools. The creator has given us so many tools to go back to, to source and to higher frequencies. So whichever tool suits you, you know, uh, there is one for you. There's, there's no one that's, uh, that's going to be left behind. So if TRE doesn't work for you or meditation doesn't work for you, I'm sure there are other tools that will be relevant for you. But I think the key thing is you need to release those traumatic blocks that are in your emotional body. They're sitting there. They're there for a reason, but you need to get them out so the energy can, can flow more easily. Mm. And then it goes down to your brain and your physical body all benefit from, from better emotional flow. And one of the things that I discovered, at least it's helping me find my way towards my authentic me, is of, of course nutrition. You know, make sure you put in the right stuff so that you have the energy so that you don't have, what's it? It's It's like your body is processing so much of the energy trying to process bad food that it doesn't have enough energy to do the good stuff. It's like that. So if you eat the good stuff, your body releases energy to do other things, which means I was able to now do more mental things, right? Go from go from nutrition, mental, uh, things that give me intellectual stimulation and spiritual stimulation, for example. And I was able to sort of just follow my energy and say, this is positive. I feel positive. Do more of that. And that for me was how... I was prodding and discovering myself. Okay, ooh, I like a bit of this. This is amazing. Here I'm finding happiness. Here I'm finding joy. This I'm finding to be absolutely funny and hilarious. I love it. Or I like this because this is giving me more energy. I'm sleeping better because of this. Okay, I'm going to keep that in my toolbox. And that's how I've been discovering. I, I'm literally yeah. using serendipity as a methodology of discovering my unknown me. Healing is a choice. Living life is a choice. You've also got to know when you're drowning. Understand that you're in that position. Understand how to find out that you're in that position. Learn to get yourself out of the water and then learn how to dance. The problem, what happens is you feel like you're a great dancer, but then you're underwater trying to dance, but your dance sucks because you're trying to dance underwater. So you end up blaming yourself in the world but I like this and I can't do it well. So you blame everyone else. First, get out of the water, dry yourself. Then solid ground, learn how to dance. I've written a poetry book, which is also a divination tool, which you can use to, to also, you know, ground yourself, 
every day or whenever you feel a little off center. It's called Complete Cycle. And the whole synopsis is about if you can research the Ouroboros. It is a mythical um, um, myth about a snake that eats its own tail, uh, which is uh, indicative of death and rebirth. How you don't necessarily have to die physically. We're dying every day to the old self and stepping into the new self. And when we talk about moving into newness, you cannot hold anything new if your hands still are full of the things that you need to resolve and heal mm. and complete. So it's called complete cycle because when it comes to cycles, in order for you to stop repeating the patterns over and over again, doing the same cycles, um, there is an opportunity for you through transformation to move from victim to creator complete cycles and step into your new uh, reinvented self-sovereign self. And so um, it is pertinent today to actually read one of the poems called Stop and Slowly Breathe, especially because one of the tools today, and thank you to Deepak for selecting this poem, um, Stop and Slowly Breathe, as it is aligned to what we are sharing today. So here goes, enjoy. You gotta start switching things around as shit starts shifting. You better know what you're about because the winds are changing. You best be thinking about what you're creating because it's all about how you are thinking and perceiving. Don't just sit around, the winds are changing. Don't just fly around, determine a good landing. When you look around, what are you really receiving? Are you steady on the ground while you are soaring? Stop and slowly breathe. I promise it's not boring. Stop and slowly breathe. It's a beautiful day. Let joy keep rising. Stop and slowly breathe. You'll feel more grounded, less wounded. Stop and slowly breathe, my sweet beloved. Stop and slowly breathe, know that you are protected. Stop and slowly breathe, I'm here, no need to feel neglected. That's your, no need to feel neglected, that's your inner child telling you to stop and slowly breathe. Stop for a moment, take time and slowly breathe. You are beloved. Thank you. You can reach me on my website um, or via email naledyking.rsa at gmail.com. My website www.naledyking.co.za. You can, um, that's the internet shop. And you also have naledyking.com where I have my story. You can read up on me. So those two websites, you'll find what you need. Thank you so much for um, yeah, listening and giving me your ears and your energy. And I feel honored to have been given the platform to share what I feel I've wanted to share for a long time. And I keep sharing every day. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Only a pleasure. And Deepak, do you have details that you would like to share so people can get hold of you so if they want to get their feet stroked? Where do I find you? Where do uh, people find you? Come on. 
So I do a lot of things besides feet stroking. But oh, no. CSVG enjoyed that part of it the most. But yes, you can get me on Indigo Jedi. That's uh, the name of my practice. So www.indigojedi.com or my email address, dpack at indigojedi.com. It's been an amazing chat. Blessings to you, all of you, wellness, and it's, and I hope this is going to spread far and wide. I really hope so that others understand how healing and wellness really works. And importantly, awareness, awareness of the self. Know who you are more than trying to understand, make sense of the world. Just try and make sense of you. The world will make sense automatically. Just before you close out, just uh, everyone watch this space because our next podcast is going to be diving deep into awareness because we feel that's a really important topic. So keep a lookout. We're going to be having another podcast soon, myself and the lady, and we are going to talk about awareness in a lot more detail. Absolutely. Awareness. Okay, watch out, guys. They're yeah. going to do something amazing. They're going to dive deeper. Anyway, over and out, this yeah. is BJV. This is Tech Comedy Live. And good day and good night.